Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Podcast Manager Show. You are in for a very special treat today. Whether this is your first episode or your 146th episode with me, I am so excited to introduce you to Andrea Libros. And Andrea and I are talking about creating a plan for your success in 2023. Andrea is a coach, speaker, podcast host, soon to be author, and is known for helping bold, ambitious women make clear, confident decisions so they can get exactly what they want every time and not just another thing to add onto their to-do list. And man, is that not us, right? <laughs> In 2023, we're making bold and clear, confident decisions, and we do not need something else added to our to-do list. Andrea and I are talking about creating an annual plan so that you can succeed this year. And when I say succeed, I mean reach the vision that you have for yourself this year and make a vision for next year and five years from now and beyond. Andrea reverse engineers her process with us. And I promise you almost every other word she said, I either wanted to write down, I was taking notes throughout this episode. Throughout this whole episode, I was taking notes and just realizing everything she was saying was just so quotable, like just gold in this episode. So without further ado, let's go talk to Andrea about creating a plan for your success. Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to The Podcast Manager Show, a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Andrea, it is so great to have you on the show today. Well, thanks for having me, Lauren. I'm happy to be here. Yes, we're going to be talking about annual planning, which in the new year, I think is such a great time to have this discussion, but we're going to get into all those details. Before we do, though, I would love to know, how did you get started working online? So when I started my business coaching, I did have a glimmer of interest in working with clients online. But to be honest, what the majority of my clients were in, I was working in person or with local people. And as my business grew, I realized like I can serve anyone anywhere. So I started to get inquiries from potential prospects that were not in my local area. And I started serving them online via Zoom. And then when COVID happened, that was kind of a catalyst. Um, everything went online regardless. So now, even if someone lives down the street, we work online together. And um, to be honest, I think it's actually more efficient. And I'm a better listener and, a be and I'm more productive when I'm coaching via Zoom or a phone than I am in person. Mm. Even though like a lot of a lot of people have resistance to that until they try it. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's kind of, that was kind of my journey. So now everything is online, no matter what. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I get what you say that it's you can be more focused because, you know, if you have anything going on in your head before a call, you can say, OK, putting that aside, get on to Zoom and you can be in the mindset. Right. Yes. And, and it's also like. I think we kind of work almost faster because 
even if you were in person, you'd have a computer in front of you. But somehow, like I can be looking things up and we can be talking all at the same time and share screens. It's just Mm -hmm. it's the way the way to go. Yeah, it's seamless. Yeah. So let us know from the top, what is annual planning? So annual planning. So if we think of our annual, it means a year. I want to also remind your audience that even though maybe you're listening to this right when it released at the end of January, but maybe you're listening to this on March 1st and a year does not have to go from January 1st to December 30th. It's just a year, 12 months of time. And I've done a little research on this and I found that really it doesn't matter if it's January 1st that you start an annual plan. It can be your birthday or it could be the start of school or it can be the start of a season. You just have to decide when your 12 month period is starting, especially since you own your own business. Like there's no corporate world dictating it. Mm-hmm. So an annual plan is really helping you in the way I do it is establish what your vision is. Okay. Not just for the year, but for three years and 10 years or maybe three to five or 10 years. It's finding out how far you can go beyond establishing that vision. So you know where you want to go and then creating action items that will align, that align with that vision that you have and putting kind of priorities, focus, and scheduling attached to those actions. So big picture, I think you need to understand what your core values are and the core focus is of your business. Like who do you want to work with? Yes, you could work with anyone in the whole world Mm -hmm. and and give them value, but who do you really want to work with? What lights you up? What's your niche? And I know it's an overused word, but it's important when you're doing planning because it gives you kind of, I call healthy blinders. So it's like those horse blinders I picture, Mm -hmm. you know, why do they put those on horses at the Kentucky Derby? So they stay on track. So even though they could go off track, they help stay on track. So that's where your core focus comes into play. Then you say to yourself, all right, where do I want to be? And I like to say 10 years from now, even though that seems so far away and so many things could happen and you don't know, well, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Is really what the what the case is. So if you look 10 years out, I say just create a fuzzy picture, like a Renaissance picture on the wall where the paint blends together. You know, there's no crisp, clear lines. And just in one sentence, where do you think you're going to be and what you're doing in 10 years? And I also encourage people to include, especially freelancers, like your personal life and your professional life are very much intertwined. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I coach, I say every both of those are fair game. Mm -hmm. Usually people come to me with, you know, I want my business to move forward and I'm not feeling so great in my business right now or I want to feel better. Maybe nothing's wrong, but, you know, you could be better. Well, that has just as much to do with you as a human as it does with your business. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing this, you have to keep in mind like who you are as a human. I have my own podcast called Time to Level Up. And I actually did just an inventory of my 120 episodes, which were solely business focused and which were solely personal focused. It was really hard for me. Most of them are both. Most of them are both. Yeah. So that plays into your annual plan. Like you're a human executing on the annual plan. So you've got your Renaissance picture on the wall, your 10 year vision. Then I want you to kind of think, okay, three years, three years, where do I want to be in three years? That seems more tangible because really it's like 
almost, you know, it's a thousand ish days. Okay. Yeah. Which maybe seems like a lot, but not really as far yeah. as time flies. So there you can get a little more specific with numbers and, you know, what, how many, you know, how many people am I working for? How many people are on my team? What's my annual revenue? That can kind of come into play at that point. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of have to look, all right, how am I going to make this all happen? Like, what do I need to do? Well, then we kind of flip the page. The annual plan, I usually walk people through is two pages. We flip the page and we kind of move from vision to traction. Mm. Okay. We start with the good old fashioned annual one year goals. Mm -hmm. Okay. But goals is a really scary word. Mm -hmm. I just had a conversation with a client the other day about that word goals and she just, she's like, I don't even want to use it because when I use that word goals, it just gives me like this anxiety provoking feeling. So I said, all right, let's figure out what are your one year priorities? Like, what are your priorities this year in order to move towards that three year achieving that three year, um, the three year vision, right? Yeah, I think that people associate goal so much with failure, because you know, if we're pushing ourselves and setting goals that are maybe a stretch, we might experience quote unquote failure. You know, we don't get to them as quickly as we want. We don't get them. We're not there yet. And so there's just this feeling of a failure when we think of goals, when really just by setting the goal, we probably, you know, the whole saying like, shoot for the the moon and you'll reach, you know, you'll land among the stars. It's like that type of situation. But we still have a tendency to kind of associate that that negative feeling with goals. And so I love what you're saying with this vision. If you focus on more of it being a vision, then you're you're just keeping that positivity, the positive mindset around it. Yeah. And I think you, um, the shoot for the moon thing. So let's say your revenue goal is 100,000. Okay. And you only get to 80. Well, it's better that you got to 80 than making the goal 50, which seems totally. so doable, right? Mm-hmm. So I say you your goals should really be, they should be smarter goals. Okay. So there's an ER at the end of that. And the reason that there's an ER is that the E stands for exciting. Mm. If they don't excite you, they don't give you like a little, Ooh, this is going to, I, if I did this, it would be amazing. Yeah. It shouldn't be a goal. Right. So again, people get stuck. Well, I'm going to make my goals very reasonable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Usually reasonable goals are not exciting. Mm -hmm. Or they're they're going to happen regardless. Yes, yes. So anything that's going to happen, if it's going to happen regardless, it shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. Okay? So they should be exciting, but they also should be risky. Mm. Okay? So they have to have some risk involved. If there's no risk involved, then it's too easy. Mm. And it's not pushing you. And, you know, I, I always like to say everything you ever wanted is on the other side of uncomfortable. Totally. So you're not going to get to that place of being uncomfortable and doing the things that feel hard. Mm -hmm. So people like to really stay in that comfort zone. And I I look at it as like the motivational triad. So we're we're programmed, okay, picture like caveman in the cave. We are programmed to stay in the cave for fear of getting eaten by the bears, Mm -hmm. right? So that's our primitive brain. Our primitive brain wants to keep us safe, efficient, like you don't want to waste energy running out to try to get the banana off the tree if there's no bananas. Okay. Mm -hmm. So safe, efficient, and comfortable. And it is very comfortable staying in your home environment. 
right? In your home environment, in your business is kind of what you've been doing all along. Like you're, this is your pattern. This is what you do. This is how you do it. We've got to break out of that motivational triad. We don't, we're not, there's no caveman anymore. We don't need that in 2023. You're, you're going to be just fine if you leave your house. Mm-hmm. So uh, leave your cave. So you can take that risk. Like I am giving you permission to take that risk. Yeah. And I, I'm thinking of, you know, someone listening, maybe they're, maybe what feels risky to them is increasing their prices. So they mm-hmm. know that they can land clients you know, between $500 to $1,000 packages. But they, for a lot of us, getting to the point where someone's paying us $1,000 or more a month feels like a jump. And it feels like, hey, when I raise my prices, number one, people might tell me that I'm now too expensive. And that feels gross to me. Or, you know, can I serve at that level? Do I are my skills to that level or whatnot? There's lots of thoughts that start going through. And so I'm imagining that could be you know, someone that's listening, that could feel risky and yet mm-hmm. rewarding. Mm-hmm. So when you think about increasing prices, you know, it's it's the age old, okay, you need two people at $500 to get one person at $1,000. So mm-hmm. maybe one person's going to say no to the thousand, but one person's going to say yes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so you're doing the same amount of work for that one 1,000 person or less work rather for the one 1,000 than you would for the two 500s, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we need to give, I always say to my clients, you've got to give equal opportunity to all of the options. So mm-hmm. your brain is going to, what if this doesn't work? Okay, but what about the option of what if it does work, mm-hmm. right? What if you yeah. do get there? Those are equal, those two thoughts and those two possible outcomes are equally as available to you. I love that. Equally as available. I'm thinking like, you know, someone's like, what if I don't, what if I need to land five more clients to get to my vision? And I I need to do that in in three months. What if I don't do it in three months? You could then say, okay, what are you going to do if it doesn't happen in three months? You're going to reevaluate to some degree. But what if it happens in one month? What if it happens just tomorrow? So I love that. That's such a good exercise to stretch your brain. It is. And I think you bring up like the three month thing. So yes, we establish one year priorities, i.e. goals, but we also then establish quarterly rocks. Okay. Mm, Quarterly rocks are kind of like your areas of focus. Okay. So what am I going to focus in on in these next 90 days to fuel and get me closer to reaching that goal. And then at the end of every quarter, I always sit down with my clients and serve as their sounding board. And we assess, where are you in this? We actually do that more often than every quarter. But at the end of the quarter, it's like a restart. We press the restart button. Mm. What did you, what are the, what, which of these rocks did you accomplish? Why, which you didn't you? And if you didn't, why? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this happened this afternoon. So client said to me, well, life kind of got in the way, like things happened that I didn't expect. Mm. And that goal, that quarterly rock rather kind of just put was pushed off to the side because I was working on more important things. Mm -hmm. So here's my answer to that. You not only have to get clear on where you want to go or what you want to do, but you also have to get clear on what the potential roadblocks are. Mm -hmm. Okay. So life getting in the way, someone getting sick, 
that's a potential roadblock, but that's like a real thing. You have to plan that someone will get sick. Yeah. Okay. And life will get um, away. Yeah. <laughs> People not, um, whoever you're working for, them not getting back to you what you asked for in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. That is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Emergencies, like something, you know, there was a broken link. That's going to happen. So these aren't unexpected roadblocks. These are predicted roadblocks. So mm-hmm. as soon as you put a date at the end of your goal, of your quarterly like I want to uh, accomplish this by March 31st. I always say, I want you to say, I want to accomplish this by March 21st. Mm. And give yourself, I actually call it an emergency fund of time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the emergency fund of time may not all be used at the end of the quarter. It might be used throughout. But if you say, I want this done by March 31st or 21st, and then you backtrack and you kind of break each of those 90 day focuses into 10 parts. This is kind of another piece of this. Break Mm -hmm. it into 10 parts and then map out kind of going backwards. If this is where I want to be on March 21st, you know, step number and that's step 10. Step nine needs to be done by March 15th. Step eight needs to be done by March 5th and so on and Mm -hmm. so forth. So then you actually see, do I, am I focusing on too many things? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can get real with yourself. On, yes. Is this practical for me right yes. now? Yes. G- given all the things, all the other things that are going on in your life, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm going to guess you got, you're a freelancer because you want some freedom. Mm-hmm. And you want to do <laughs> and, some other things. Right. And you want to do some other things. I have a mastermind coaching a mastermind group that I call Runway to Freedom. Yeah. So we love these, that over here. The, yeah. So the, the clients in that group entrepreneurs and now they actually are kind of switching the way they're thinking about themselves not just an entrepreneur but I'm a small business owner mm-hmm. like they've started to hire people to work under them mm-hmm. and they're kind of kicking themselves up a notch but now what's happening is I say they're feeling like they're feeling a little chaotic things are feeling a little chaotic because of the success that they've had so in the beginning mm-hmm. you kind of feel chaotic over con- chaos created by confusion Mm-hmm. And then you get to chaos created by success. Yes, right? that is so true. Yeah. So getting that clarity in your head as to what's creating the chaos. I say there's like four pillars that you need to always kind of check in with yourself. Do I have clarity on this? Do I have the confidence to quiet the little voices in the back of my head that say, are you sure you know what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And say, nope, I do. I'm moving forward. You have to be able to manage your time. But in order to do that, you have to manage your mind because how you manage your time is a reflection of how you manage your mind. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then the fourth piece of this is you have to be able to see any obstacle in your way is not as an obstacle, is an opportunity. Yeah. Right. So, okay, this isn't going as planned. Like they, they, they rejected my proposal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Obstacle, like your brain wants to call it an obstacle. But what if it's just an opportunity to get better at writing proposals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's an opportunity to ask questions so that right. you can be better next time. Yes. So no matter how I work with someone, I'm always thinking about those four things because I think they're really crucial to you reaching goals, to your success. Yeah, that's so good. And yeah. one thing that you said resonated with me on, you know, backtracking, taking something that's a quarterly rock and breaking it into 10 parts. Yes. You then, you have a, 
a fast approaching deadline. Like, hey, by the end of this week, I've got to do number one. And by the end of next week, I've got to do number two. About, But like you said, if, you know, the flu hits your house and, you know, 17 people are sick, (laughs) or at least it feels like it, then number one doesn't get done until next week. But that's okay because you could potentially do one and two next week and you can basically catch yourself up maybe. Or you also have that extra buffer room, like you said, at the at the end that you can use throughout. Right. And and you can assess like, are these, um, is this up something, is this part number four, something I could delegate? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Or is it something at this point I could eliminate? Mm-hmm. Right. I always say, is this something you need to do, plan, delegate or eliminate? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So a lot of my clients and probably your, your listeners struggle and ask themselves, I need to be, or they say, I need to be more productive. Like what's wrong with me? I just am not getting stuff done. Mm -hmm. So I created a quiz actually to help you figure out why this is happening. Like instead of stop asking yourself, why can't I get stuff done? Figure out why. So it's kind of a, it's called the productivity archetype quiz. And you can access it on my website. Probably the easiest way is to go to Andrea's with an S links with an S.com and go take the quiz. But awesome. I want you to figure out there, you know, we're talking about annual plans and that in and of itself seems like a chore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really seems like a chore. And it's Mm -hmm. something that's like a nice to have. And you probably know you need it, but actually sitting down and executing on it, producing it seems big and daunting. Yeah. And even if you enjoy doing this type of thing, like maybe you're a big planner and or you're just excited about the year, whatever, you could really enjoy it. And still, it feels like a chore because it's something extra outside of your normal routine. And you're there's some confusion, maybe some non-clarity of I know what I want to do, but man, I'm going to sit down and really think about it all. So yeah, how do we make it feel less like a chore? Less like a chore. Okay. So number one, I think the easiest thing to do to make it feel less like a chore is to do it with someone. Mm, Totally. Okay. So this could be a colleague. This could be a fellow freelancer. This could be a coach. This could be whoever, right? But to do it with someone, because what you really need is someone just asking you the questions and you answering them, Mm -hmm. right? So it's really this um, uh, question, I'll call it, Question initiation. Someone's got to trigger you to think about what you really want. Mm-hmm. The brain that created the problem is not the same brain that's going to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're not at 100K, it's going to be really hard for you to figure out how to get there <laughs> unless you've got someone kind of probing you. That was the word I was like looking for a word in my brain. You need someone to probe. Yeah. Okay. And Even though you know the questions, like this isn't rocket science, so to speak, Mm -hmm. you still can't do it. Like I have someone helping me with mine or coaching. Mm -hmm. I have a a coach. So I feel like I get farther faster when I have that, I call like a strategic partner, Mm -hmm. a strategic partner. Yeah. And like you said, with the probing, it's like you... You and your brain, you think that you know what you want, but when you have to verbalize it to someone else, you realize sometimes as you're saying it out loud, you're like, this is actually not that clear. 
This right. is actually okay. like just the ramblings of my brain. And it sounds like it makes sense in my head. But whenever I have to write it down and I have to tell it to someone else, it's actually not that clear. It's actually not yes. a specific number. Or whenever you're verbalizing it, you realize, oh, I can already tell that I don't believe this is going to happen. Or I can already tell that I'm holding myself back by just setting this goal. You know what you, I think right. just externally processing that can be really insightful. So what's interesting is this morning I had a client and she said to me, I have to have a better system in communicating with my, like she is a team member. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, actually she didn't start like that. She said their first statement was her emails are very confusing. It's they're not clear. Okay. So we shared a screen and she showed me the email and I asked her a bunch of questions. I was like, okay, I can see how this is not so clear. I hear you. But let's pretend this was clear. What do you really want? Mm. And really what she really wanted was a better way to communicate. This backs and forth with these emails, clear or not clear, <laughs> were what was driving her nuts. So that's an example of like, just someone asking you, what do you really want? Or what's really, what's, what's underneath this? Why do you want this email to be clear? Well, I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Why do you want to be on the same page? Because mm -hmm. I want things to run smoother. Why do you want things to run smoother? Because it just seems like we waste a lot of time going back and forth and it's just not smooth. It's bumpy. Okay. What, like, so keep going down these layers. Mm -hmm. And by the end, we created like an email template. And we, so every email is going to look the same with the same pieces of information that they need to exchange back and forth. And they're not even going to use email. Mm -hmm. They're going to use a Trello board. <laughs> yeah. So this is why like doing it on your own, it's kind of sometimes like a quick fix, but not a permanent solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey there, I wanted to interrupt this episode with a quick message for you. If you are listening to this show, then you are either wanting to become a podcast manager or currently a podcast manager. And I wanted to invite you to my free masterclass where I show you how to become a profitable podcast manager without working more than 20 hours per week. So in this masterclass, I break down what it would look like for you to be making three to 5K per month working as a podcast manager without working more than 20 hours a week. Not only do I break that down, but I also talk about the three myths that I used to believe that was keeping me away from being a profitable podcast manager and that you might be believing as well. That and I share all the details about my podcast manager program. So if you're interested in learning more, learning the three myths that might be keeping you away from becoming a profitable podcast manager, or you just wanna see what does it take to be a profitable podcast manager, then grab a seat to my masterclass. I would love to see you there. Just head to laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass and it'll show the next available time. Okay, awesome. That is it. Go sign up for the masterclass. I cannot wait to see you there. Let's get back to the episode. The other thing I just want to throw in here is that family members, okay? Spouses, okay? I have not met one person that doesn't tell me that in some way that their spouse or partner or family members, or they're all very supportive of my endeavors. Yes, they're very supportive. Yes. But <laughs> then there's a but. <laughs> okay. 
So here's the thing. It's really hard for family members to, one, see you kind of struggle, I'll call it, Mm. okay, Mm -hmm. or want something that isn't quite happening. They don't like seeing you suffering. Yeah, yeah. And then on the flip side is they love you. So they don't want you to do hard things. They Mm -hmm. just want you to stay just the way you are. So true. They're kind of an extension of that. What you were explaining with the caveman, it's like they want you to be comfortable. They want you to be safe. They want to hang out in the cave with you. Yeah. It's It's not that they necessarily want to hold you back on purpose. No. It's but they want to they want to be a warm place to land. Yeah. So when you're doing any planning, annual plan, whatever it is, like they are not your best sounding board. Totally. You'd you'd be better going to the library and meeting someone next to you and asking that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You would be better doing that. It's so true. In fact, you know, sometimes we need to sell our spouses or sell our, you know, whomever's on the idea. Right. Because especially if we're not, you know, maybe you're a visionary and your spouse is conservative and a little, you know, timid about taking risks and what whatnot. It's like you almost right. have to have the plan and then sell them on the plan and then say, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do it. Right. Right. And like you can actually assess. Um, I'm actually I'm releasing a podcast on this kind of relationship topic. Oh, love it. In uh February. But you can think about your relationship. Is it like a I call it like a cushion relationship or is it a pillar relationship? So a cushion relationship is your things are cushy at your house. Like you're not going to live in a van down by the river mm-hmm. if this next client doesn't say yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so things are kind of cushy, right? You're comfortable. Mm-hmm. And in a way by that happening, which like, I'm happy if it is right. Yeah. But you're living in a risk bubble. Mm-hmm. You're living a risk, in a risk bubble, a risk-free okay? bubble. <laughs> oh yeah, like a like you're. So there's a cost to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, the cost is that you're not making those hard decisions. So mm-hmm. you're not setting goals that are going to push you. They're they're all very realistic and relevant, or re- mm-hmm. realistic rather, and and rational. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're being robbed of that like fiery motivational drive that you first had when you started this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just assess, like, is that affecting you? The other thing is, if it's a pillar relationship, it means that kind of the opposite. You're supposed to be the cushion, like your partner is leaning on you for your salary that you once received from your corporate job. And now you want to do this freelance thing. And they're like, wait, only if you can make as much. Mm -hmm. They need you're the stable. You need to remain the stable person. Yeah. Yeah. And are, is your partner going to be okay if you want to like risk everything and take a shot of taking this business to the next level? Mm-hmm. So pillar relationships, oftentimes like the spouse doesn't share the goal for the freedom and the wealth, which drove you to start this whole thing in the, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. So just notice if that's infiltrating how you're creating goals or how you're going about trying to make them happen, like what you're focusing on. And this is the kind of stuff where I like to say the secret sauce to success has both systems and mindset. There's just two ingredients, systems and mindset. So this planning kind of from a very tactical standpoint, we can do it very systematically. 
-hmm. but there's a whole mindset piece that goes with it too. And that's, I think, where the heart, that's the harder part. Yeah, it really is. And really the the glass ceiling on our success or even our day-to-day success is us, right? It's our mindset. It is. Yeah. It is. And just on that, do you have any resources or maybe, you know, books that you've personally read and recommend that you could recommend to our listeners for mindset? Yeah. So, um, oh, there's so many things out there where to start, right? (laughs) So first of all, just remember that being an entrepreneur is really like being an entrepreneur is a journey in personal development disguised as an entrepreneurial adventure. So it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be all fun and exciting. It's like adventurous. Okay. But it really is just a journey in personal development. So you have to kind of keep feeding yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think some great ways to do that are listening to podcasts. Like I have a podcast called Time to Level Up. And as I said, there's like 120 episodes. Go listen to that. That's kind of like a weekly dose. Um, Get to understand what you really need before you start reading books. Mm -hmm. So like, what is your productivity problem? Mm -hmm. Okay. Is it really like you need more time or is it that you aren't prioritizing the right things? Mm -hmm. Okay. So figure that out. Like go take that productivity quiz or in your business. Okay. You could read tons of books about how to create an agency, how to grow a team, how to look at your numbers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are those really your problem areas? Right. Mm -hmm. So I, on that same quiz page, there's another quiz that says like, how close are you to creating freedom in your business? So it assesses all the areas of your business. And at the end, it's going to tell you like, Hey, I think your people really aren't your problem. I think it's the fact that you don't have a vision and you're just kind of floating out there or Mm -hmm. your problem is you never look at your numbers. Mm -hmm. Like you're afraid of numbers. So let's say it said that you're afraid of not looking at your metrics and numbers, then you need to read a book that's all about money management potentially or money in small businesses. So yeah, before I like go say giving books, I would say like go figure out what your problem is yeah. and then you can be much more intentional with your time. That's such great advice. And I think too, a good reminder is like, like you're saying, like, if you think, oh, it's like, it's the people, it's the people, I just need to keep working on this. Or I hear a lot of like, it's systems, I need better systems, I need better systems. And it's like, you're probably either really good at systems already. And you just you like to go there to try to just like, distract yourself from like the metrics or distract yourself from whatever other thing is that you really need to spend some attention on. Or it's that, you know, you've I think what you're trying to say is like, if you're really good at systems, that's your comfort zone. That's like your caveman, like you're in the cave. Right. And so you would rather focus there and and kind of tinker, yeah. tinker yeah. like this could be better. This could be better when really you need to go and, and decide, OK, what is like the missing piece? Yep. Like you said, how close are you to the goal? But you're right. not to the goal because you're not focusing on that one missing piece. Right. So think like I break that like that. How close are you to freedom in your business quiz? It breaks down. It's five things. Is it your vision that you kind of lack? Is is it your people? Okay. Mm -hmm. Or do you have the right people in the right seats or just no people at all? Okay. Uh, Is it your systems and processes? Is it the data, the metrics, the numbers? Or is it really like I have a section on meetings? 
Like, are you having effective meetings with your team, with your clients and with yourself? Like, mm-hmm. are you even pausing long enough to have a meeting with yourself? Mm-hmm. So yeah. out of those things, it's not all five. Mm-hmm. It's not all five because something has to be happening because you have a business. Right, right. Some things are working really well. Yeah. Like, what is it the thing? What's the thing that you need to focus on? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So take the quiz and figure that out and you'll be. You'll be flying. That's like leaps. That's a big yeah. leap. Yeah, I think that's a great to do for for us that are listening. And one thing that came to mind when you said, like, do you have the right people in the right seats? Sometimes if you maybe you have one person on your team, or maybe you don't have anyone yet, taking that taking that quiz and and figuring out if you have people in the wrong seats, you realize, okay, I'm the only people in the in but I'm in all the seats, but I need to first fire myself from this seat. (laughs) Yes, I definitely should not be in this seat. So exactly good, a good takeaway as well. They, oh, and with talking about the right people and freelancers, I hear, I, if I don't hear it once a day, I hear it like 10 times a day. I probably, I need to, I can't do all this myself. Mm-hmm. I should hire someone, but I'm not sure I can afford it. Right. Okay. So then they start getting worried about cash flow. Well, you don't even know what your cash flow is because all you do is look at the number in your bank account. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not cash flow. That's not accounting for things that you have to pay for in the future. It's just, that's not cash flow. So you, maybe you need to get a grip on that before you hire out or before you hire someone. Mm -hmm. So you're never going to have like enough money either. That's like a whole, we can have a whole podcast on that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) This has been so good. What I would love to know is how do we find a plan that's really going to work for us as individuals? So- there's so you could Google business plan, you know, template and come up with 5,000, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think you just have to make sure that it has three key elements. Okay. Number one, does it prompt you to think bigger, like beyond this year to kind of establish somewhat of a vision? You don't even have to use the fancy words like mission and vision. You could just like, what do you see for the future? Mm-hmm. Number two, does it force you to establish what are your priorities in the coming year? You don't even have to write goals. Just what are your priorities? (laughs) And then the third thing is, does it help you figure out what next steps are? Like, what are you going to focus on? Like today. Mm -hmm. So you don't finish this project and feel like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So does it help you do that? Which then kind of leads me to, okay, so like, let's say you did this, no matter what kind of plan you chose, how do you translate that plan into daily actions? Like, what do you, what do you do there? So I'm a huge believer in something called the full focus system. Michael Hyatt is a guy that developed this full focus system. I actually became a full focus planner certified pro last year. Love it. Or two years ago. Now it's, it was in 2021. (laughs) That was two years ago. So that whole thinking, like it's really his, it's a system, but it's also thinking that is something that no matter how I work with my clients, like whether they just are starting a business today or whether they have a multi-million dollar business, I make sure that they know how to use that kind of thinking. And just think, listen to the words, full focus. Okay. So what deserves your full focus Mm. today? And a good way to kind of decide that are what are your what are three things that you want to make happen today that align so now you go back to your business plan do these align or push me in the direction of achieving that goal yeah 
and you could think, what are three, the, what are my big three for my week? Mm-hmm. And do those big three align with where I want to go? So you kind of go back to that document as a reference. It should not go in the drawer. It's like your reference tool. It's your rubric. If I want to use like that, if you've got kids, they have rubrics, right? There's rubrics at school. So do they align? And then you need to become fully focused. Like I have clients that are like, I don't need that. I, I have a planner. I know what I'm doing. Inevitably, after like a month or six weeks, they're like, okay, <laughs> you're right. I've got nothing done. <laughs> I've got nothing done. I've got lots of ideas. We've been talking about so many things. And then I just don't do anything. What do I need? So yeah. you need to fully focus, which is mindset and systems. So is this is this kind of separating like the tasks that you have to get done, like just the to, the everyday yes. tasks, right? It's that's, a, it, that's different. That's, that's different. Like, that's that's, that's different. what you're already doing. You're already going to get right. that done because you've got deadlines, you've got clients, you've got things, you know, there will be a, a fire if, if it doesn't happen. But these yeah. things, these fully focused items are really the things that like you are telling yourself, man, I wish I had time, man, I wish I, mm-hmm. I wish I got to this, mm-hmm. but you pick three a day. Right. And, and you, and you just kind of chip away at Correct. the, so if you go back to, like I said, quarterly rocks and then breaking them into 10 parts. So one part of each of those rocks could be one of the daily big three today. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you said, I want, I want to hire someone. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's like, that's one of your things. Okay. What do I need to do? Okay. I need to number one, figure out what I want this person to be doing. Number two, I got to write a job description. Mm -hmm. And that before between those might include a step of Googling, like going to look at other people's job descriptions. What are they doing? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you write the job description. Then you've got to determine where am I going to post it? Then you have to post it. Then you have to, you know, what's your system for getting applications back? So like each of those are a step and you're not going to do them all in one day. So each of those little pieces could be one of your daily big three. A daily big three also could be drink 64 ounces of water. Mm-hmm. Okay. It could be that um, if that's not something that you're going to do automatically, but like brush your teeth should not be one of your daily big three. At least I yeah. hope not. Yeah. Pick yeah. up my kids. It's like, no, right. <laughs> no. So, so the problem then comes like client said to me today, I'm just doing, I'm doing things, but I'm not, I'm not sure I'm doing the right things mm. and I'm not doing the things that seem, that seem Im- more important like these things are all just have to get done, but they're not important. They're not moving me towards my goal. So I made her go back and say, I guarantee, I'll bet you money that if you specify to yourself what hour of the day you're going to go create the job description and what hour of the day you're going to work on your social media, post one thing, get specific, and what hour of the day you're going to pitch yourself to new prospective clients, all those other things are going to fall into the other hours. Mm-hmm. Like, but we tend to put the other hours things first and then no room. You know, it's like sand and pebbles and rocks, that whole analogy of the jar. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. And I think too, kind of when you said that, it made me think of like, sometimes when we have like, a, we have this exciting risky goal, like you said, yep. and then the the way to get there can be kind of mundane. So we, so we, we start thinking like, oh, well, this just doesn't feel like these every, these tasks that I have to do, they're not as exciting as the, as the outcome. Right. But right. at the same time, they've got to, they've got to get done. You've got to Google yes. The, yes. the description. You've got to figure out where you're going to post it. And ultimately it's going to lead you to where you want to go. 
you have to think like, what is the result you want from all of this? Mm-hmm. What you, the result from hiring someone is you want more freedom. Like it's not to get, it's not to, that. that is ultimately what is in it for you. Mm-hmm. Like you have to kind of ask yourself, what is always in it for me? Like mm-hmm. Someone told me today that they just reworked their benefits package for their employees. And I said, why did you do that? She's like, well, I mean, because I want to take care of my employees. Mm. And I was like, okay, but why you're doing it is because you want to give yourself assurance that you're offering them exactly what they need. Mm -hmm. Like what's in it? Why are you doing it? You want that security and assurance. Mm -hmm. Or you want to keep keep the right team members. You want to save time, money, save future time and money by keeping the people you have. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Now, how do we really tangibly use this plan and revisit the plan once it's in place? So it's like, I want you to think about it as a working document. Okay. Okay. If you have, so two ways to do this. Number one, you've got to look at it at least every quarter. I mean, I think you should be looking at it every week, Okay. but at least every quarter. And I would do that with someone else because again, they're going to question you. Mm-hmm. And then you can, rev- then you're going to write new quarterly focuses, new quarterly rocks every 90 days. So that's number one. Number two is on this business plan, at least the ones when I work with my clients, we have a whole, we have a column that's just called issues. Mm. So using it, using that issues column to document things like that come up that you want to address in the future or your amazing ideas. Like if I have another great idea that I don't actually execute on, that is a place to kind of store them. It's a parking lot. Mm. It's a parking lot. Because think about it, when you turn your GPS on, it wants to know where should should it use your current location Mm. as the starting point, right? So this business plan is like your current location. And if you haven't identified what issues are and where you want to maybe go next, then mm-hmm. it's like the GPS is lost and it has to reroute itself over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And although it stays very calm and cool and collected, never yells at you, <laughs> okay, it still is, it's not a good use of your time. Yeah. So yeah. use this as a working document, revisit it frequently, and then establish a part of it that's like an issues list where you can park ideas and things that need to be addressed so that when you do revisit it, you know where to start, mm. like your current location. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So let's say, you know, we're excited, especially after we get this plan in place, like we're really excited and we, we even like start chipping away at it and we get to that quarterly meeting with someone to say, okay, what are my new rocks? And it, it feels like, okay, I got to get the energy back up to do this again. So what could be some motivation to keep this going and why, like you said, what's in it for us to, to continue this planning? So. um Two things I think you should think about. Number one is by doing the planning, you are creating true space to strategically pause mm-hmm. and evaluate where you want to go next. Mm-hmm. It's like an opportunity to strategically pause. So one of my podcasts is called like the four reasons you should have a vision. And one of the reasons you should have or one of the reasons you need this business plan is to continually check in on, are you working towards your vision? Mm-hmm. Number two, though, I think is even more important is if you have a really good business plan, if you've broken down those quarterly focuses into 10 steps, if the roadblock occurs, which it is going mm-hmm. to occur, 
then you know where exactly to pick up. Mm, So you are saving yourself so much time in the future by doing this now. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have a client that resists this. Okay. But we keep doing it. But she's even today, she said to me, she was the one that said life got in the way. Mm -hmm. And that's why. Okay. She said, but what I realized is I know you've been telling me to break these things into 10 steps and I've been resisting that. If I had done that before she had a health like emergency, if I had done that, once I was back from that, I would have known exactly where to pick up from. Yeah. It's like Instead, you can it do took a co- me like a whole week to like reintroduce myself into mm. the work mode. Yeah. It's like you could easily pause. Okay. Something yes. happens. Okay. Pause. Yes. And then you know exactly. Okay. I paused on, you know, thing eight and I'm going to yes. pick back up on thing nine, even if 10 days go by and I feel exactly. really disoriented, but I know, okay, you know exactly where to pick back up. Yeah. So I think that is the like number one reason to do this because it, it helps you have momentum mm-hmm. and not and clarity, not have to in clarity. So clarity, it gives you clarity. It gives you the confidence to quiet that little frenemy voice that says, I'm not sure you should do this. You can say, yeah, well, I already decided like a month ago when I made the plan. So, <laughs> so quiet, shush, shush. right. So shush. Um, it helps you manage your mind so you can better manage your time. And it helps you see what are real true obstacles versus opportunities. Mm-hmm. Ah. Andrea, this has been so good. I think this is just going to be so powerful for everyone. So thank you so much for, I think you've just given us so many tangible takeaways. Um, one of the takeaways for me is to go take your two quizzes. You said there yes. were two separate ones. Okay. Let, let us know about the quizzes again. Okay. So go over to Andrea's with an S, links with an S.com. And the first thing you're going to see, it says, take the quiz. So that will take you to a page with both quizzes. Awesome. You're also going to have a link on there to my podcast and website. And I'm always open to any conversation. If anyone wants to hop on a quick free call, like if you just, like, Andrea, can you talk to me for 15 minutes and put me in the right direction? Yes, absolutely. So there's ways to do all of that there. But go awesome. take the quiz. I think that's like, that's a good starting point. Yeah, I think that'll be a great starting point, And I'm planning on doing that myself. So thank you so much for being here today. We'll add all of those links to our show notes so that people can find you easily. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton or in the Podcast Manager Mastermind Facebook group. And let me know what you liked about this episode. I love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at laurenwrighton.com. Special thanks to my amazing podcast manager, Marcy Page, on producing this episode. All right, that's it. Until next time, I'll be cheering you on.